The following is a sermon from Christ Memorial Church. We are a multi-site church in the St. Louis area. We are compelled by two words, loved and sent. We believe everyone is loved deeply by God through His Son, Jesus Christ, and everyone is sent with great purpose wherever they go. You can find out more about us at cmstl.org or reliantchurch.org. Enjoy the following sermon. Today I want to step back and take a, a look at the big picture. Right now I want you to take a look at some video footage from a drone that was over our Easter weekend service on, uh, in April. We had a drive-in service in our parking lot. And what I love about this picture, this drone image, is that you can see everything. It's not just one car or one person or one part of our building. It's, it's the whole thing. It's the big picture. And thanks to Nate Rowland for this video clip, this drone clip. And looking at this clip, it makes me wonder what it would be like to be able to see your life like this, to see the big picture. What if you could see the whole thing, the beginning, middle, and end, the, the past, the present, and the future? And what would you do in the present if you knew what the future held? Would you do something different now if you knew what tomorrow was like? Well, today, as we conclude our series in the letter to the Philippians that Paul wrote, we see that he does a little bit of zooming out. He does a drone view of the big picture. And when he does that, he helps us understand the present moment better when we can see the future. So what does that look like? I want to show you right in the, the letter to the Philippians a few instances where Paul is looking to the end, where he's looking at the big picture. So three different times he uses this little phrase, the day of Christ. And when he uses that, the day of Christ, it's code for something. It's code for uh, the return of Jesus, for the, the end, the last day. So Paul always has in mind, it's kind of the background of this letter, that he has the end in mind as he's writing to the Philippians. Sometimes in these days, you might be wondering if there will ever be an end and maybe some of your days bleed into the other. It's Monday, but you wonder if it's actually Saturday. And you wonder, will there be an end to all of this? Well, when you see the big picture, you realize that there is a conclusion, that it's not going to be like this forever. And that's why Paul gives us a glimpse of the big picture. And that's why the big picture is so important. Now, let me show you another big picture that Paul provides in Philippians chapter 3, verses 20 to 21, here he gives a picture of the end. He says, But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Philippi was a Roman colony. In fact, many Roman soldiers would go there to retire. It was a kind of a retirement community for a Roman military. And so when Paul is using the language of citizenship, it's very strategic. He's using it on purpose. So he says, um, you are, your citizenship is in heaven. What he's saying is, uh, you're citizens of heaven who are colonizing the earth. In other words, this isn't your home. You're living on the frontier in a foreign land. It's not your home. But then as he goes on to say, uh, one has come to, to make you a permanent home. 
He says, Christ will come. He'll come to the colony. He'll come from heaven to earth. He'll arrive again. And then death will be no more. And he says, your, your, your body will be transformed to be like his glorious body. And he will be the champion and the king. And everything will be made new. This is incredibly good news for those uh, who are citizens of heaven, but colonizing the earth. And Paul gives us this big picture of the end. And it gives us uh, reason to live in the present. So when you see the big picture, you realize this time doesn't go on forever. There is an end. And when there's an end, we realize it's a glorious end for us. So the question is, what now? What do we do right now? Is is our life now just a waiting room for heaven? Uh, Paul says, no, not at all. The big picture shows us tomorrow so that we know what to do today. And so Paul goes on in chapter 3 of Philippians, and he uses verbs and commands that are present tense. Because you see the big picture, because you see the end, he says right now, press on and strain forward and stand firm. And he says, imitate me, follow my example. Why? Because you see the big picture. You see the end and you know how it ends. I think today it's important for us to zoom out and get the drone view, the big picture, because we're heading into to more weeks or even months where things will kind of get back to normal but are still rather uncertain. And it's important for us to keep the big picture in mind. I'm going to share with you five things that I think God is showing us in the big picture. And these five things are all kind of a, a review of where we've been in the letter to the Philippians. But five things God is showing us, I believe, in the big picture. The first is this. God is showing us that there is joy in partnership. We looked at that in week one. Martin Luther said once that it's dangerous to be alone. And we believe that, that isolation is, is not healthy. And so as we move forward, we keep the big picture in mind and remember that Christian community is essential. In fact, even in this time when we haven't been able to be together, uh, some of our members have actually gotten closer to each other, whether it's phone calls or connecting with people they had never met before. I've been amazed at partnership and community formed even in a time of quarantine. But as we start to re-enter some sort of new normal, don't forget, there's joy in partnership, community, is essential. Second, the big picture is showing us that there is joy in mission. We talked about that in week two. I have two brothers-in-law who are farmers and they just finished their spring planting. So they turn over the soil and then plant seeds in it. And I believe that right now is a critical moment in history where the soil has been tilled for growth. Think about this, that that the whole world has stopped. It's been paused, the entire world. And I think now is a prime moment in history that God will use to plant new seeds. Now, at the same time, people might be open to the gospel at this time, but they might also be open to other things as well. Uh, We can plant seeds or or weeds can grow as well. 
There can be bitterness that takes root or false teaching or addiction or greed. And so right now, who is it that you know uh, that is soil ready for for seed, for the gospel? Think about that person because I think this is a critical moment where the soil has been tilled and people are open and receptive to the gospel. The big picture, the zoom out. Number three, the big picture is showing us that there is joy in humility. We looked at that in week three, that times like these are a time to sacrifice. If you remember, Paul said in chapter two, to, uh, to treat others as you would be treated, to put the interests of others above your own interests. And so this time right now is a call to sacrifice and to humility. As we celebrate Memorial Day, uh, we remember sacrifices that were made in the past so that we could benefit in the present. And you might think about this present moment and into the future. 50 years from now, will people thank us for sacrifices that we have made now that have blessed them? Or will they curse us for, for selfish things that we have done now that have, that have hurt them? This is a time, a call to humility, to self-sacrifice. What is God calling you to sacrifice for the gospel? The big picture gives us that view. And fourth, the big picture, it shows us that there is joy in hardship. We talked about that on Mother's Day. When I was a teenager, there was an old man who lived through the Depression who, uh, who told me that hard times make you lean. And we believe that too, that hardship or crisis, it, it causes you to return to the essential things, the most important things. You have to cut the fat. You don't have the luxury uh, to just do everything or have everything. And so right now, we're asking ourselves, what is most important? What matters the most? We would be foolish if we wasted this time and never paused long enough to, to ask what is essential. You think about the things essential to the Christian life. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. Seek first his kingdom. It says in the Lord's Prayer, or we're taught to pray in the Lord's Prayer, thy kingdom come and thy will be done. Maybe we've been building our own kingdoms and our own castles or our own will or way. We prefer that over God's. Now is the time to pray, thy, thy kingdom come and thy will be done. Gold needs to be refined and God disciplines those that he loves. And so what is most essential? We learn that from the big picture. Finally, we get a view in the big picture and we see that there is joy in generosity. Pastor Bobby preached on that last week, joy in generosity. And I think it's interesting that, that right before the pandemic, we were bumping up against records on the stock market. It was at an all-time high. And now here we are today. Uh, we're the wealthiest nation, maybe in, in human history, certainly in the world. 
But we have to ask, is wealth the ultimate measure of a people? And did we choose greed over God? Have we preferred in the past, have we preferred comfort over faith? This is a call for us to be, to be generous. It's easy to live with a scarcity mentality that we don't have enough. Uh, in the Bible, we hear the story of the five loaves and two fishes. It's only five loaves of bread and two fish. But the eyes of faith see limitless provision from God. More than enough for thousands and even leftovers. The eyes of faith uh, are able to be generous because we see that God gives. We're not people of scarcity, but people of abundance. You've heard us say that our community assistance fund has, has received $50,000. Your generosity has been amazing. And we're pushing that out to great need in our community. I want to announce tonight that we're going we're gonna to start a second phase of that appeal to our community assistance fund. We have some generous people that have put together a $20,000 match. That means every dollar that you give from now until June 19th will be matched up to $20,000. We could have $40,000 more to keep pushing out. And that's generosity. We're going to keep being generous. There's an announcement about that, that gift at the end of our service if you stay tuned today. The big picture. The zoom out. The drone view. When things get heavy, it helps for us to step back and see that picture. And Paul gives us that picture today, a picture of the end, the big picture. And what I want you to do as we conclude now is pay attention to words that Paul uses. Look again at Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, where Paul says, Our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to notice those titles that are applied to Jesus, Savior and Lord. In the Roman Empire, there was a cult around Caesar. He was seen as as godlike, and those titles were applied to him, Savior, Lord, Son of God, or Son of the Gods. Those were all titles for Caesar. So what is Paul doing here? Well, he's kind of poking Caesar in the eye. And he's applying those imperial titles to Jesus Christ. He says this one, he is Savior. He is Lord. And he's, he's pushing back against Caesar and the imperial cult. This is the Lord who, who's over the entire big picture. Think about that, that today, uh, when you look at the big picture, all the Caesars are, are dead. And Rome, the Roman Empire, is history. And you know what? The, the leaders around us today will one day be gone. And even the land in which we live, it might be history one day. But when you look at the big picture, you see that, that there's one who remains, even to the end. Paul's titles for Jesus, Savior, Lord, Son of God. He will come again once and for all. All other lords pale in comparison to this one. He will come back. He will arrive He'll transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body. Death will die. Everything will be made new. And you are a citizen of this kingdom. You're claimed by Jesus, the king 
And you get to be a part of this kingdom right now as you colonize the earth and into eternity. He's your king. He cares for you. And he gives you this picture, the big picture. You get to know even the end of the story. And so when you have the big picture, that, that future picture gives us fuel to live in the present. So continue to live and work in the name of Jesus. Stand fast and rejoice because your Lord is near. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the sermon from Christ Memorial. If you happen to be in St. Louis or live in St. Louis, we would love to meet you and have you join us for worship on Sunday. We are located in South County, St. Louis at 5252 South Lindbergh. We also have a city site called Reliant that is located on the St. Louis University Medical Campus in Crave Coffee House. You can find all of our worship times and information at cmstl.org or reliantchurch.org. Hope you have a good day, and remember, you are loved by God deeply through His Son, Jesus Christ, and you are sent with great purpose wherever you go. Have a good day.